Hello and welcome back to part two of my chat with Barbara about all things analytics. Uh, if you didn't catch the first episode, it was genuinely brilliant. So many good pieces of advice in there for anyone looking into how to improve their analytics or just make a bit more sense of what they're seeing in there. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, definitely go and check it out. And of course, do subscribe for future episodes. Without further ado, here's part two. So a lot of people are freaking out at the moment because yeah. like with Facebook ads, we had all the iOS 14 stuff this year. Um, analytics has, I wouldn't say suffered, but it's been affected yeah. by things like OTP 1 yeah. and 2 and Safari for quite a while now, where yeah. traffic just gets dumped into direct. Um, so like, it's clearly a way the, you know, the world is going in terms of advertising and that we've got less data available to us, we've got less granularity on that data. How does that affect what you're doing? And how do you see that as a shift? I think because I started so much in the, I started so early, right? When we started, we didn't have three courses of the data that we have right now, right? So for me, it's almost going back to full circle you know we're going back towards the earlier days even though not as basic as that but i think there's certain elements that absolutely yes they're going to be impacted things like attribution analysis it's it's going to be um it's going to be impacted because you don't have the longevity of the cookies that you did before and that does require um, often third party cookies or you need a certain or you need the cookie not to be uh, wiped after a week um so yeah things like attribution can be an issue however i do not think that the actual website behavior the actual digital the, the actual website tracking is necessarily compromised you know so um so there's that and the number of unique users or new users versus returning users certain metrics absolutely you know you're going to have to take a look and see how much traffic do i have from safari and you know and then extrapolate accordingly say okay some stuff you're going to lose it fair enough however that doesn't mean that you can't use the data um, effectively still i I don't think it's particularly healthy to focus on all the stuff that you can't do instead of you know when i when out of let's say i don't know 50 websites that i audited maybe 10 have custom dimension, custom metrics and user ID. So, you know, there's so much that you could actually be doing with the implementation that you have. So rather than stressing about the things that you can't do, why don't you at least try to make the most of what you have? That's the first thing. Yeah. Do you think there's an argument also to say that attribution has never been, there's never been such thing as perfect when trying to work out attribution anyway? Oh yeah, I mean, I kind of known for it being always a bit, a bit oh, of an boy, There's a rabbit hole here that we can go. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna go down the rabbit hole because it's a bit like my my hatred for view throughs and uh, that would cause a proper two hours rent. And attribution has never been um, not that in principle. I don't understand or I don't agree with the concept, but from a technical perspective, it's always been quite tricky, especially if you have a mix of offline and online, right? But what we used to do, and what I still recommend a lot of clients to do, because even attribution, to be to be fair, the only somewhat decent attribution analysis I see 
is when it starts being when we're talking about data-driven attribution, because otherwise you you end up picking a system that is going to make yourself look good. You know, we all know that. You know, oh, let's see if I change to linear, my numbers look better. Let's just go with that, right? Mm. And um, and then each time and picks a different attribution model, and all in a sudden a website that produces uh, 500 um, conversion, um, that they have 900 on paper once you sum it all up. So stuff like that should really uh, should never be happening. But you can do things, I mean, what I recommend people, without wrecking their brains of what I can and cannot do, go back to basic, things like experiments, you know, what happens if you, like, you know, in the old days when there was all these debates about, should I, and I've seen this still happens in some cases, should we be bidding on brand terms versus not brand terms? And rather than having long discussions of attribution analysis, showing Excel sheets and all sorts of wonderful analysis, you know, send most people to sleep. I said, well, let's just switch them off. Let's switch yep. them off for two weeks and see what happens. Do the overall numbers. We're not just talking about the PPC numbers. Do, does the SEO go down? Does the direct go down? Or do the overall numbers stay consistent? And if they do, then maybe that campaign isn't as great as you think it is. But if there is an overall decline, then maybe that campaign actually is worth you know and you can yeah. do some tweaks and see what happens to the overall numbers even if you can't narrow it down 100 percent to what percentage or what channel yeah and and i think it's better to try to focus on the ultimate result what you used to call you know media modeling mix what is the optimal combination of messaging and media to yeah. that is going to give us the best ROI for the budget that we have. You know, yeah. that ultimately is what it's about. And if you have to do with a little bit of testing, multivariate, multivariate testing and taking some stuff in and or adding in, making some tweaks, see what happens, then you go down that route. It shouldn't though stop you from using the data to plan your campaigns and it shouldn't stop you from looking at trends because ultimately GA was never 100% correct. You know, there, there's always there's, there's always issues with JavaScript, with cookies. Um, you know, it's never supposed to be taken as gospel. You're supposed to use it to see trends and analyze and, and see what, where the majority of your users are getting stuck and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and I think it's uh, like a lot of the stuff that conversations we're having is encouraging people to look at, yeah, exactly what you said, back to basics. like overall revenue divided by overall marketing spend yeah does that make sense yes or no are you growing yes or no yes. and then and then within that it's looking for clues within the individual platforms to work out you know if it is working what's working and if it isn't what's really not working and I think with the right we were talking before this like a lot of it is about kind of almost adapting your mindset a little bit and I yes. think with the right mindset it's still possible to drive growth and it's not all of these changes shouldn't be a blocker but they're happening and you have to adapt otherwise you'll you'll get left yeah you have to behind. make peace with it right and and then what I find kind of always a little bit amusing is that for the longest time, no one measured anything. You know, when I, when we were pioneers with GA and no one was looking at it, we were like the first ones, right? Then all in a sudden, digital became this whole thing that needs to be measured to the last, to the infinite pixel and click and, and yeah. whatever. Well, people still very happily spend 
20, 30, 50, 100 grand on a magazine ad, right? That cannot be tracked whatsoever. But then, uh, then now, because the people understand that digital can be tracked, then if it can't be tracked, then we're not going to do it. And that kind of, also, well, why are you still doing the other, the other stuff that, that can't be tracked anyway, right? Yeah. So yeah. could we maybe look at what you, at the data that you do have and see what happens once you add this component, once you increase your media span on Facebook yeah. or Google, um, do your overall leads go up? yes or no if they do well brilliant keep going you know yeah. and once they stop then you stop and try something else like it, it's not all doom and gloom i mean it's an inconvenience but it's still better than what we had years ago yeah and also like we're working in a world that changes all the time anyway right yeah. <clears throat> like that people have to again to use your phrase make peace with that <laughs> like you remember when ga took out the organic keywords yes yes like and, and it wasn't really the end of the world was it everyone kept going yes yeah. it was maybe slightly harder to figure out you know were you driving organic through brand or non-brand and where is it all coming from but you've got some of that in search console you can piece it together yeah yeah right? yeah um it's probably it's just the way things are going yeah you know? it is pretty much um so ga4 yeah it's horrible isn't it or am i it's not it's it it's oh now you're putting me on the spot right it's kind (laughs) of it's kind of difficult because i can see i can see the view the potential you know it's a bit like um i'm trying to find you know Oh yeah, let's let's take a baby swan, you know, that you look at it and it's a little bit ugly and cute, but ugly, but you know it's gonna become this beautiful thing eventually, you know. So so it's um I think it was launched, maybe it was made available a little bit early than it was ready for. Yeah. And um and I think they there were various reasons for it, you know, pretty much also related to this cookie situation. Um and I think that it has some cool functionalities in it, you know, the, the artificial intelligence or the, the machine learning that it has, the predictive aspects, the flexibility in terms of creating reports on the fly. However, um, I also do not think it's, uh, I wouldn't personally, if somebody, whenever somebody comes along and say we want to, you know, we want to create a new site, like if there isn't anything from scratch, I would never recommend to just go with GA4. You want to have both. Right now, I'm having, I'm helping clients that have already universal uh, ad GA4, so we can start collecting the data. Got you. And um, or if it's yeah. new, but don't don't go just GA4 without universal. I don't think the tool is ready yet. And, and also uh, taking time to get used to it because it looks so different. And um, it's such it's, it's a different tool isn't it really it's completely it's completely different. for example the fact that you don't have sessions and we had for the longest time we had sessions so event you know ga4 is basically a collection of events so it's a user-based or hit based there's no the concept of session doesn't exist the fact and and this is something that i personally do find a bit frustrating not so much for myself but for the average user the fact that 
the amount of reports, ready-made reports, is is it's it, it, it's just so minimal. So within Universal, you're so spoiled for reports. You can go in, you have all of these beautiful reports set up. You can just add a secondary dimension, add a segment. It's so easy to to use. And GA four, pretty much, you're gonna have to set up everything yourself if you want to. You have to go to the workspaces and build the reports that you want, choose the metrics that you want. And one could argue, well, you know, that allows you much more flexibility. Yes, it does. If you have a dedicated person that knows what they're doing and and can do all of that work or you have somebody like me doing it on your behalf but for the average marketer that they have to like they have the 10 minutes a day or half an hour a day to check their ga data to see how things are going then having to spend quite an initial amount of time in building out reports templates and structures because nothing there's hardly anything there i i think that's not great that's one of my issues the second issue which is um uh, which has been mentioned a few times, the fact that we can't have filter views. And uh, for many clients, filter views are essential. You know, they're a massive part of the whole GA ecosystem, the architecture and, you know, to manage access. And there's yeah. none of that. And and that's uh, that's a problem. Yeah, but I think it's a good recommendation to get it set up, yeah. get it collecting data have the time to understand it without it being the core like primary um you know reporting tool yeah at some point like will will google retire universal analytics so ga4 is the only option will they just suddenly cut it like what's the what's the outlook on that I mean, I don't think realistically, I, I, I have clients that still have classic and it's functioning, you know, so it's modeling through. Yeah, yes, we have a dodgy classic implementation that is still going on and collecting data very effectively. So if, if, if Google is kind enough to keep classic going, uh, or at least collecting data, I don't think they will kill Universal straight up. I think it's going to be, we are a long way from even talking about that. Okay. Um, but I do think that, um, and GA4 still has some really cool features like custom funnels and custom analysis that you can do, uh, or the integration with GA4 if you want to do some, sorry, with BigQuery if you want to do some fancy stuff, um, some data analysis outside of the platform. So it, it has its, its uses. I just don't think it's quite 100% ready yet, even though every month, realistically, they're, they're releasing new features new stuff you know so for example now um, it's easy enough to 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 get an e-commerce implementation based on ga universal data layers they now added a features where ga4 is starting to listen to events being fired in universal and picking them up automatically so they're trying yeah. the team uh, the, the google team is really you can see that they're working hard and trying to make seamless yeah that's good transition. isn't it yeah yeah that's really good so the transition is getting will be getting easier um, it will be but like you say there's so many you know good new features in there that are useful that it's worth having it set up running collecting data yeah um, taking advantage of the good stuff and then as it develops you know starting to migrate over your reporting and you know the way you 
track and, and gain insights. But or, or use each one for what is supposed. If I'm needed to do some ad hoc analysis on the fly, I, I would go into GA4. If I want to do a quick check on how's my campaign doing for the client, I'm going to go in Universal, which is easier. I just one click of a button and I'm yep. there. Yep. So um, with tools in general, it's always about using the right tool for you know, like what we're saying right earlier tool about for the right job. Yeah, use Hotjar if you want to do, <clears throat> if you want to understand how people use your navigation and to create heat maps. Don't use Google Analytics event for that, you know. So you think about what is it that you're trying to achieve and then use the right tool for it. Yeah, amazing. But look, thanks so much. And um, I guess people can find you on LinkedIn if they want to ask you any questions or exactly. chat about anything. So um, head over to LinkedIn. Look up Barbara Pezzi, have a chat. You definitely won't be disappointed. Um, thanks for tuning in, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me, John. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do subscribe if you enjoyed that episode. Uh, there's lots of future episodes coming up just like this one. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. Or come and check us out at overdrivedigital.co.uk or on social, of course. See you next time.